For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello and welcome back to the Sports Ethos, Atlanta Hawks Team Coverage Podcast, formerly known as Hoop Ball Hawks. We cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live here from Atlanta, Georgia. On championship Saturday, the SEC championship game, Georgia versus LSU, is today. Right now, I'm currently recording as the U.S. and Netherlands are going on. But this is a Hawks program. And I know a lot of Hawks fans were shocked, excited, proud, happy. A lot of emotions last night. As your Atlanta Hawks upset the Denver Nuggets at home, severely undermanned, down three starters, 117-109, and just a a great team effort. One of the best team efforts I've seen in a while for this team. The Hawks now move to 13-10 overall, good for fifth in the Eastern Conference. And like I said, the Hawks were down three starters. No Trey Young, who was a late scratch with a sore right shoulder. John Collins, who was out for at least two weeks with a left ankle sprain. No DeAndre Hunter, who's out for at least a week with a right hip flexor strain. And DeAndre Hunter's been averaging almost 15 points a game and shooting just under 45% from the floor this year. They had no Justin Holiday, who was out due to health and safety protocols. And yet, with all of those outs, all those potential excuses... Potential downfalls for the Atlanta Hawks against the number two team in the Western Conference and the Denver Nuggets. The Hawks had seven players score in double digits last night. Had great ball movement, great connectivity on defense. And like I said, honestly, this was the best team basketball I've seen from the Hawks in a while. They were led by DeJounte Murray, who scored 34 points. The rookie, A.J. Griffin, who tied a career high with 24 points. And again, they upset Jokic and Murray and Denver Nuggets. And now the Hawks are 9-1 and when Murray leads the team in assist. I mean, I certainly hope that they played hard, and they did. But I did not expect them to win this game. I'm just going to be honest with you. Especially down Trey Young late, late, like right before tip-off. Trey Young gets scratched which means that there's a lot of pressure moved onto the young players and the role players that don't get as many minutes. And they certainly stepped up to the challenge, and I am very proud to cover this team and to see that effort from last night. I mean, they fought, they competed, played with energy and confidence as players got elevated roles and made the most of their opportunity last night. And Murray also made the most of his opportunity too, getting to speak post-game and had some really interesting things and things that made me perk up a little bit and got me jacked up about something I've been waiting to see on his team. 
leadership. Leadership is what I've been waiting for. I've been calling it out on this program. And I finally saw it last night. And I'm going to speak to that a little bit later. But this was easily the most impressive showing from the Hawks this season with all the circumstances and just how they played. And there was a lot last night that I liked. When I look at the team numbers, Hawks shot just under 56% from the floor and 35% from three. But they out-rebounded Denver by 10. Had 24 team assists. They won a turnover margin by four. Only committed 12 turnovers last night. They outscored Denver off turnovers 26-11 to 11 last night and led the game as much as 16 points. Whereas the Denver Nuggets' largest lead of the whole entire game over the Hawks was one point. One point without Trey Young, John Collins, and DeAndre Hunter. They could only muster a one-point lead on the Atlanta Hawks. Like I said, it was a very impressive, impressive game from the Hawks, and I could not be prouder of this team. And you should be very proud, too. And I'm going to dive into the numbers from your Atlanta Hawks as everybody got involved and had a hand in last night's win. DeJounte Murray talked about it in the post-game interview, and I touched upon it last episode. It's going to have to be a next-man-up approach. Next man up, and that's what the great coaches preach, especially uh, Bill Belichick, uh, multiple Super Bowl winning head coach for the New England Patriots. He always talks about that next man up mentality, everyone being prepared, being ready to step in at a moment's notice, and that's what happened last night. Murray got thrusted into the point guard role, which he was familiar with, uh, but the star role last night, and he took advantage of it, getting everyone else involved and doing a fair amount of scoring himself, and most importantly, taking care of the ball. He had had struggles the last five or six games, really taking care of the ball. Just I'm not going to say careless, but doing a little too much, let's just say that. And it was really good to see him you know, control the reins and really take care of the ball and be the player that we... We know he can be. I mean, he's an, he's an all-star for a reason. And last night he showed it. 13-22 shooting from the floor, 4-7 from the three-point line, scored 34 points, as I said, at the top of the program. Eight dimes, only one turnover last night. So great assist-to-turnover ratio and had one block. He hit all the tough shots. He wanted it. He was feeling it last night, and he was him. I am him like that. That was him last night. And it was just great to see that. Tr I mean, we knew he can do it. We we already know that he's capable of this. And we already know that this is Trey's the primary scorer on his team. But in recent games, when we needed Murray, he was kind of a shell of himself. He's finally gotten out of that shell that has been confining him the last few games and really broke out last night. He started to show that against the Magic, but really broke out last night, and it's going to be needed. Uh, we don't know how long this shoulder soreness is going to be plaguing Trey Young. I would expect him with an extra day's rest and the next game being on Monday that Trey Young will be back. But certainly, I don't want Murray's role to diminish 
when Trey Young is back on the floor. We need I don't I'm not saying 34 points and eight assists, but we certainly need about 22 22 and 7 at the least from him. We need his ability to create for others and run the offense at times. Uh, move Trey Young off the ball and maybe create some off-ball opportunities for him. We need more of that to help the efficiency of this offense so it's not just all on Trey Young. So it gives Murray the chance to run run the show because you got to trust his instincts and his ability to get people the ball and get them within the flow and the rhythm of the game. We've seen him do it, but just not consistently because Trey Young is very ball-dominant. And that's not a criticism or a critique on Trey Young. It just is what it is. So it was great to see that from DeJounte Murray last night. It's always wonderful to see our rookie continue to just grow game to game. Uh, tied a career high, as I said, at the top of the program, 24 points. 11 of 16 shooting from the floor. 2 of 5 from the three-point line last night. Added three rebounds, three steals. His steals are something that has surprised a lot of people. His knock coming into the league was defense and that's the area he knew he had to improve the most on and he's really taken it personally and focused on being a better defender because being a better defender will help get him on the floor and keep him on the floor longer especially with the defensive minded coach in Damon Millen with Hunter out A.J. Griffin needs to be the third or fourth leading scorer every single night at least. I say at least fourth. You have to give him opportunities. You have to give him shots because we can see he can get his own shot. He's one of the most capable three-point shooters on the team, if not the most capable three-point shooter on the team. And you're going to need him to generate points. You're going to need him to generate points down the stretch with these injuries right now. Clint Capella had another good game last night. 12 points on 5 of 10 shooting from the floor. 11 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds and 1 steal. Continues to show why he is needed on his team. And just his defense. Uh, he played pretty solid defense on Jokic. And they actually had a stat uh, line by line as far as matching up Capella versus Jokic. Capella has actually dominated the matchups against Jokic as far as win-loss total is concerned. He's 12-7 and seven in his career against Jokic. So he rises up to the challenge whenever he sees Nikola Jokic on the other side. And he showed it again just playing sound defense and really being the anchor in the paint that the Hawks team needs defensively. Another player who's been making the most of his opportunities as of late is Jaron Culver, who... Played a lot in the Magic game and had a really good game against the Magic. Nine points, 12 boards. And he followed up that performance in in good fashion. In good fashion. This is good to see him. Um, a high draft pick. Didn't get his fair share in, in Minnesota. But also just was very underwhelming. Which I see why the T-Wolves didn't blink an eye as far as letting him go. As far as just not developing. And that's a, that's not... The T-Wolves team that's now in the staff that's in place was not the T-Wolves team that he entered the league with. So I will throw them a bone there. But it's good to see him 
playing well, playing with some confidence. And he looks like he's enjoying basketball again. He started for Hunter, which was not a surprise because he played well the game before and followed up that performance with 10 points. He shot four of nine from the floor, one of four from three, but added seven rebounds, four assists, and two steals and had the highest plus minus on the team. He just played really good basketball last night. And I'm excited to see what Jared Culver can give this team. I mean, he can play the two. He can play the three. And who knows? If he continues to play well, maybe he's taking some of Justin Holiday's minutes. I don't know. The rotation, I mean, the rotation is what it is at this point because of injury. But I'm curious with our guest that we're going to have next episode, um, his take on Jared Culver and his usage going forward. But he's making the most of the opportunities and been looking well while doing it. Jalen Johnson had a really good game last night, 10 points and 5 of 9 shooting from the floor. Had one monster put back in the second quarter. Uh, that was surely highlight worthy. Added 10 rebounds, so this was his first career double-double in the NBA. So congratulations to Jalen Johnson. I foresee many more double-doubles in your future, young man. Uh, added four assists in a block last night. He really, truly played the John Collins role. I think that's the role that he'll probably play. Doing the little things, hitting threes where he can, getting putbacks, rebounding the ball, playing defense. Uh, he can pass the ball, which is very underrated skill from him. And obviously his athleticism can lead him to get blocks and steals. So kind of a Swiss Army knife, a really athletic Swiss Army knife. I foresee him taking that John Collins role with him being out, and I'm excited to see his growth and development and him getting some extended minutes and gaining some confidence. And DeShante Murray has some really interesting things to say about Jalen Johnson, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the program. Uh, Kongu came off the bench last night, scored 10 points on 5 of 6 shooting from the floor, knocked down a couple of jump shots, so I loved seeing that. They looked good. They went in. And he's gaining confidence in that mid-range shot, which is only going to up his value because we know what he can do defensively, rebounding the ball. and But really good around the rim, can finish around the rim. Decent free throw shooter. Okongwu still needs some growth. And I think his true position is the four in the NBA. And him knocking down some jump shots will shift him more to a four than a five which will help him in the long term in his career and on this team. With John Collins out, we may see more Congo at the four. I know small ball five, he'll be there. That's where they like him at. But potentially at the four, I'd, I'd be really interested to see there uh, his usage going forward. Aaron Holiday was the seventh Hawk last night with double digits. He had 10 points off the bench on five or six shooting from the floor, just like Okongwu. Bogey returned last night. It was great to see him out there. He was rusty, but certainly his presence was missed and felt, and I'm glad to have him back. Uh, he'll have a few days between the next game, so he'll have some rest um, following that, that knee injury. But played 22 minutes, shot two of nine from the floor, so I knew he wasn't going to be making a ton of shots last night. He hit one three-pointer, which the heavens were elated that he hit it and we were all happy to see him make it. It brought back, you know, fond memories, you know, pre-injury of him just knocking down shots for the Hawks team, especially off the bench. I love 
his potential off the bench and his scoring. It's an added element. They add some three-point shooting with Bogey. He's only going to get more confident, healthier. Uh, they're going to bring him along slowly. So I was happy to see him play 22 minutes. Um, be curious to see the minutes next game. Um, if the Hawks can come out and play some really good basketball and if Trey Young is there and they take care of business, how many more or less minutes will he get against the Thunder? It's yet to be seen, but it was just good to see him on the floor last night. On top of his points that he scored, he did add two rebounds and one assist last night. Uh, so good to see Bogey back. Uh, to give some credit to the Nuggets, the Nuggets did fight hard in the third quarter. Um, Hawks were up by a lot in the first half. Like I said, as much as 16 points in the first half. They came out in the third quarter, and the Nuggets did fought, even took the lead by one, but then the Hawks gained it back quickly and did not hold anything back the rest of the game and held them off throughout the fourth quarter to win the game. The Nuggets were led by two-time MVP Jokic, who exploded for most of his points in the third quarter. He ended up with 24 points, 10 of 15 shooting from the floor, 3 of 6 from 3. Added 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal, and only 2 turnovers. Jamal Murray, good to see him back healthy. Scored 20 points last night. 7 of 14 shooting from the floor. 2 of 5 from 3. Hit 4 free throws. Added 7 assists and 3 rebounds. Aaron Gordon added 14 points. 5 boards, 3 assists, 2 steals. KCP had 9 points for the Nuggets. Uh, Kansar, Kansar, I think it's Kansar. 12 points off the bench for the Nuggets, 16 off the bench for Bones Highland. So we're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to talk about DeJounte Murray's post-game comments that raised my eyebrows and was the main thing that really got me excited about recording this episode because I really want to talk about this. Uh, so you guys know the drill first, this quick plug. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Now, I don't know about you, I'm in several fantasy leagues, and every fantasy league that you are in, you have a rival. Pokemon, Ash Ketchum had Gary, and I know you have your Gary out there. So it's time to beat Gary and get the insight that you need to take your stuff to the next level and win a fantasy basketball championship. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray, Terry Rozier, and Mikhail Bridges? Before any other rank list, I know which one, it's the Brewskies 150. And you probably turn those huge wins into some cash or a fantasy basketball championship. This year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time. And Ethos 360 subscribers can get access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com. And click on the premium tab to grab membership information or the draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues. Beat Gary with the help of Sports Ethos. All right, and we are back here at Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks. One of the one of the most interesting things, I mean, like I said, the Hawks played really good on the defensive end. They communicated, they played hard. 
went for loose balls. The ball was moving around. They just played really great team basketball, and it was led by DeJounte Murray. And ironically, DeJounte Murray, some of the things that he was saying post-game really struck something with me, and it, and it finally hit me. I'm like, I know who needs to be the leader of this team. DeJounte Murray needs to be the leader of this team. The vocal leader, the guy that everyone, you know, goes to, counts on, um, that calls people out, challenges them, encourages them, enables them. DeJounte Murray needs to be that guy. It is evident that Trey Young does not have that skill set yet. Uh, and maybe he never develops it, but or maybe he's slowly trying to find his voice as he, you know, matures. But DeJounte Murray is built for that already. And when I say leader, guys, for all you guys who are going to think that I think that I'm going to say that he is going to replace Trey Young as the franchise star player on his team. I'm not saying that at all. So listen clearly. I'm not saying that he is better than Trey Young. I'm not saying he needs to be the franchise player or the star player over Trey Young. I'm not saying we need to trade Trey Young at all. I'm not saying any of that. I am saying as far as setting the tone vocally, challenging others, encouraging others, being the leader, being the guy to rally the troops, to bring along young guys, to work with them, encourage them, to... As in a good example, as far as work is concerned and working on your game and working on both sides of the ball and doing things to stay on the floor, the things that he said post-game, DeShante Murray needs to be the leader of this team. In that interview, and I, these are not, you know, I didn't take quote for quote. I just took broad themes and general concepts that he mentioned and, and wrote it down. He talked about. When they ask him a question as far as, you know, your teammates are concerned, everybody, you know, stepping up tonight. He said, you got to have confidence in your young guys. You have confidence and trust in your teammates. He said, because he has the trust and confidence because he's seen the work that they put in. And he said, you have to have trust for your teammates. He said, if you don't have trust for your teammates, you're not going to be successful as a team. And I'm paraphrasing there. Um, like and so in that interview he was he's talked about how privately obviously away from the public guy within the facility how he was encouraging his teammates and enabling his teammates uh to continue to keep working and continue to keep going forward and trust the process and work on their craft but he publicly did it too enabling his teammates instilling confidence in them and encouraging them showing them the belief that he had in them Verbally, but then also showing it with his actions by getting them involved and getting them touches and shots in last night's game. One, because he needed to, because it needed the team to step up in order to win a game like they did last night. But you need that going forward in general, and that's going to help their confidence and their development, and it's only going to make the team better. Him saying that was the sign of a leader to me. He talked about the next man up mentality, which he must have heard the last episode of Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks. So, DJ, if you listen to this, shout out, man. Shout out. But he also highlighted the guys in the G League putting in work for this moment and it paying off and culminating in last night's win. He mentioned Jalen Johnson talking about how he told him, hey, you got to stay the course 
uh, with ups and downs, getting minutes, not getting minutes, getting touches, not getting touches, and challenging him to say, hey, you got to do something to stay on the court. If you're, if it's not shots, if it's outside of shots, it's defense, it's rebounding, it's playmaking, it's running the floor, using your athleticism, getting blocks, getting steals, finding ways to d- demand that the coach puts you on the floor, and then saying, through doing that, shots will come. That is someone who was in a system in Greg Popovich who learned how to play basketball the right way, who knows the work and the things needed to get on the floor. And a lot of people talk about, you know, his antics with the Houston game and in the Pro-Am this summer and thinking that he's a cocky player and not. He's really a truly selfless player who's put in the work and he's put in the work to earn the right to be confident in who he is and his skills and his ability. And he's done that through working hard, taking care of his body, and doing whatever it takes for them to win. And that's how he said, that's how you gain trust in others. That's how he learns to trust others by seeing them do that. And when he sees that they're doing the right things, he trusts them to get the job done. And like I said, he said the shots will come. Speaking to, you know, Jalen Johnson's development and talking the young guy up. But he's speaking about everybody on the team because there's going to be a lot of young people and new faces or people coming back from injury that are going to be going through some growing pains with players out as they get more opportunity, more on their shoulders, and they have to step up. He's letting them know publicly, hey, I trust you. I've seen the work you put in. We got to keep working. We got to keep getting better. He even... Talked about calming Bogey's nerves in his first game back. And talked about, hey, trust the work that you put in to get back here. Think about all the rehab, you know, the grind it takes to get back from a big-time injury, a big-time surgery. And appreciate the moment that you had last night being back on the floor with your brothers. Because it's a hard journey coming back from injury and getting back on the floor. I experienced that in my playing career, playing college football. I had ankle surgery my redshirt freshman year, put me out for the rest of the season. I had a lot of hard work, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of frustrations, setbacks, um, naysayers. And you have to work and fight and claw back to try to become the resemblance of the player that you used to be. And then the more time that you play, your confidence grows. You learn to deal with what occurred and now you settle in the reality of this is who I am now and I'm going to try to be the best I can with what I have now post-injury and all of a sudden boom next thing you know you're starting to feel like your old self you're starting to play like your old self it's going to take time for Bogey to get back into a rhythm into a flow but when you have your teammates and a leader in DeJounte Murray encouraging you that hey you're going to get there just keep working hard. Keep trusting yourself. We trust you. It's going to do wonders for this team. As I said before, I think Murray needs to run the offense a little bit more. Um, I don't. I'm not going to say that he should take the ball away from Trey Young. We need to run more off-ball opportunities for Trey Young. Um, it may not be like alternating possessions between the two, but I feel you know a natural split or flow within the game as far as who needs to run what set at what time 
needs to occur between Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. And that's going to take time as far as playing more games together, filling it out, and knowing, hey, um, this is the action that we want. I think this is good for Trey. Or, hey, this is the action that we want. I think DeJounte should run it. Hey, we need to give Trey Young a clean look from three. Hey, let's run this set. And, Murray, I want you to run the play. That's something that I want to see from this team. But I like when DeJounte Murray runs the offense. He really is intentional about getting people involved, getting them touches, getting them the ball where they're the most effective loves getting the ball into the paint to the big man. He loves doing that, and I love seeing it. So, But I think as far as leader, leader on his team, leadership is something that I've been looking for because I haven't seen it from Nate McMillan or anybody on the coaching staff. I have not seen it from Trey Young. I've seen moments from Capella and John Collins, but not consistent. Murray is the guy, I think, that needs to be the leader of this team. He needs to be the guy that he's going to say it's on me to challenge others, to take steps forward, to encourage others, and um, really hone in on, hey, the process works, especially with the young guys and with the older guys being being counted on to make the defensive play, make that play offensively, make the right read, and just continue to play hard and be the guy that they need this team to be in order to reach the heights they think they can reach. Like I said, his answers post-game last night were were just what you would expect to hear from a true leader. And the team really responded to him last night and how they played, and that was evident. So DeJounte Murray needs to be the leader on this team going forward, in my opinion. Those who will get mad about that, saying, what about Trey, what about Trey? I haven't really seen Trey do a lot of the stuff that or heard about Trey doing a lot of the stuff that DeJounte Murray does. Doesn't mean he doesn't do it. Maybe it's not reported. But DeJounte Murray, as far as leadership and toughness is concerned, just cut from a different cloth. And that's that toughness, that leadership that the Hawks desperately need to overcome a Miami Heat in the first round, to get through the Eastern Conference schedule and how tough it is in the logjam. Uh, he's not going to give up. He's going to fight every single game. And I'm not saying that others aren't doing it, but if someone's going to talk about it and be about it and set the example and be vocal about it, I'm, I'm damn sure glad it's DeJounte Murray, and I think it needs to be DeJounte Murray going forward. Now, going forward, the next game, as I said, will be on Monday night for the Atlanta Hawks. They take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at the State Farm Arena. The Thunder are currently 9-13. and Good for 13th in the Western Conference. Has some young talent on that team, including Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who was playing at an all-star level to start the season. And this Oklahoma City Thunder team can definitely score some points. They're not the greatest defensive team. They're below average as far as comparing to the rest of the league. So the Hawks must play with the same defensive intensity as they played with last night and force mistakes and make it harder offensively for them. Because the Thunder, they play hard. They will compete. So the Hawks need to match and exceed their level of competition and energy and effort as they did tonight against, well, last night against the Denver Nuggets. Hawks don't have to travel. They get to rest. They get to practice. They get to watch film. 
and they can work on things adjusting to life without Collins and Hunter for the near future. It will be a team effort going forward. Like I said, A.J. Griffin needs more touches. He needs to be the third, second or third leading scorer nightly, in my opinion, um, with Collins and Hunter out. Um, I mean, when Trey's back, it's going to be Trey, it's going to be Murray, and then it's going to be A.J. Griffin, in my opinion. So the third leading scorer. Uh, if he's second leading scorer some nights, hey, that's great. If he's second leading scorer, that means other people have to have been getting involved as well, just like it was last night. A situation like that. But third leading scorer, A.J. Griffin needs to be that. It's a lot of pressure, but I think he can do it. Uh, he continues to play well defensively, getting steals. Like I said, I think Jalen Johnson needs to play that John Collins role going forward. Culver needs to still get minutes, even when Justin Holiday is back from health and safety protocols. And Justin Holiday will need his minutes too. But certainly add some depth and rotation at that wing position that we desperately needed. And we didn't think we had coming into the season when we just had, you know, added Justin Holiday and thinking, wow, like, what else are we going to do? What, what, what else? Who else are we going to get? Like, what are we going to do rotation wise? Culver has been a pleasant surprise, and I hope to see him continue to play well and continue to command minutes. Uh, Bogey will continue to be brought along slowly. It's great to have him back as a three-point shooter off the bench. So I'm excited to see how they follow up with their performance against the Nuggets yesterday with how they play against the Thunder. Like I said, they get Saturday, Sunday, and then the game is Monday night. So they have some time to kind of rest their legs, uh, Little ailments, take care of, watch some film, get on a practice court, work work on some things that they're going to need to do going forward with two starters down for the foreseeable future. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table on Monday night. And if you love what you heard from me, give us five stars, give us a good review, share and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Know the drill, share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, Georgia sports fans, basketball fans, it does not matter. Put them on to this show. We have a special guest. Glenn Willis is coming back next episode. Talk Hawks. So you don't want to miss that. And to not miss any other content from us, follow us on Twitter at EthosHawks. That's at EthosHawks on Twitter. And then on Twitter, you can also follow myself at Brad Jarrett67. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67. We'll catch you guys next time. Glenn Willis will be on the program. We're going to be recording tomorrow. So the episode should be out Monday morning. So right in time for before the Thunder game. So you get the whole day to just listen to the podcast, reflect on what's going on for the Hawks before a big matchup. Not a huge matchup, matchup but definitely a must-win big matchup to continue to protect home court history of Oklahoma City Thunder on Monday night. So we'll catch it in and have a wonderful weekend. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done.